Soul, a podcast for a better you. Your host, Steve Hudgens, is a licensed professional counselor. On a non-emergency basis, you may contact them at area code 918-280-8690 or coachsoul.com to provide them with new topics, feedback, or to request an appearance on the show. And now, here's your host, Steve Hudgens. Hey, welcome back. We're we're in another segment that because of the holidays are coming, mm-hmm. Kenya. I mean, yes. October, November. How is everyone? Let's go. Right, and it's almost like uh, having to uh, look at how do we do a family dialogue. Mm. That's a touchy subject when it comes around holidays and expectations and things of that nature. And it's just, what do we do with that? And it becomes a stickler situation. So let's set this scene up for us. Okay? Let's go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got permission, by the way. And and so here's the here's a setup. So uh, she is in a relationship. She's got children. And her sister reached out and says, hey, can you come up for your nephew's football game? And uh, she says, there's something else that came up. We're taking the kids to Six Flags, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Well, her mother, after finding out through her sister that they're not coming, does this big Facebook rant, which to me is a no-no um, to air out dirty laundry on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've all kind of been guilty of it, and we, we've done 100%. that. hundred percent. Learning, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Not to share this dirty laundry. And so it's, do I, and the question came, do I have a right to defend myself and my actions? Do mm-hmm. I justify her rants? You know, when you think about that, Kenya, you know, that's that mother wound that she has going on 100%. here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about family dialogue. What What do you think? What would you say or share? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, today's my mom's birthday. Ah, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. 75 years old. I spoke with her in Brazil. And I remember when we had our Iki laundry in public. I don't know mm. if this is a Latino thing. But um, from the other side, now that I'm in the other side, I really feel that when we do that, when she did that, when I did that, that version of me just really wanted to to be right and want other Ooh. people to agree with my side. If was a family, almost like if this was a family war. So my invitation here is to notice, like, what are you creating? What is the intention behind sharing things on Facebook? What is the intent? Are you inspiring? Are you are you building a business and inspiring at the same time? That's where I'm at. I always my post is all about this is what's going on in my I I I teach. I post through vulnerability. This is what's going on in my life right now. And I invite you to join my next thing. Right. I never post this version of me. I will never post anything that is um, that is not in integrity. What I what with what I want more in the world. I'll say that again. I never post and I never speak anything that I don't want more of that in the world. Truly, I am spreading blessings 
or I'm spreading curses. Truly, on a frequency level, that's what I am doing. So yes, for mother wound, the person that, that you're sharing right now, the client you're sharing right now, big mother wound, but also her little girl just wants to feel like she belongs. Am I right? Right? I was right to think that way, right? Mm -hmm. She couldn't do that. She broke her word and you have all those stories to um to attach to you being right. So again, in the house, when my kids are, you know, they're little, 13, 11, and 8. Not too little, but little enough to not be adults, but not big enough to know better, as I like to say. So number one, treat people the way you want to be treated. Number two, did you communicate your needs? What does it mean to you when he plays this game with you on the computer? Oh, it means that he's he's my friend. And I don't like when my brother doesn't play with me because I feel like he's not my friend. I mean, I know he's always going to be my brother. So now we're communicating emotions, Steve. What mm -hmm. it means to them is that they want to feel connected. And I dare to say that it's all about belonging. This mother oh. just, it's all about belonging. I don't feel like we belong. You prefer this person versus me. So are we, how important am I? How important are we? But that is a challenge because of the way our society has come about. That just because I think differently doesn't mean that I disagree with you. We can all have our differences. We can, I, I think it's just how we um, act in our behavior. And is it hurtful to the other person? By so Steve, I go one level deeper. I disagree sure. with a lot of people. I disagree okay. with my husband often. I disagree with my kids often. But I always love. I always love. So okay, what do you mean? So I I I dare I, this is a dare. This is holidays coming up. Can you disagree and make sure to make it clear that love is always in the table? I love you so much, you're my best friend. No, I don't think that we need to do family pictures because I actually think they're lame. Mm. But is it that important to you to have PJ's family picture? Yes, I will do it for you. Because it's important to you, even though I highly disagree. Now, I don't happen to disagree. I love PJ pictures, but I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> My husband hates pictures. <laughs> he hates pictures. PJ pictures, beautiful Santa pictures. But he's like, okay. And he tells the boys, if you smile and doing faster, we can be over really quick. Mm. Nobody agrees in pictures but me and my daughter. But even in taking pictures is a challenge because at some point somebody's going to blink and somebody's going to have a quirkiness about them. But it's it's the fun and the joy of the mishaps. Well, if we can. Well, I was just going to say about the frequency and the dialogue of family. Yes. Somebody's going to always be upset. Of course. But, but, but listen, are you responsible for their upset or you're responsible you for love them? Correct. That's my point about love. I love you, mom. Okay. I have had big rubs with my mama throughout the, day, throughout the years. I love you, mom. 
And I remember at some point I would say, I love you. And I felt sort of guilt about it because in that moment, I really wasn't loving her, but I needed to say, I love you because that was the right thing to say. Mm. And it landed in my heart that the intention to love, it's one level closer to actually feeling it. But then something happened. I became a mother. Yes. And you and, learned. Oh, goodness, I did. And it's a fast learning experience. And, and the, the, the trouble that I think sometimes we, we look at is that um, some people don't know how to love. And it's like I yeah. explained to, uh, you know, some women in our session that, you know, women should teach men how they want to be loved. Because each woman is different. It's easy for a man, uh, for most most men, I should say, <laughs> mm -hmm. because we we you know just give us food, we're happy, or or or, or do some simple uh, things that we make us feel wanted, and we're happy. But sometimes it's like, okay, well, yesterday you liked this. I don't understand that you don't like it today. And yeah. men don't comprehend the the swift changes of what we call the Oklahoma wind. We women change all the time. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing. Back to love. You said something so profound. I want to come back to that. You said that people don't know how to love. Many people don't know how to love. And we have not had the model of the how. Can oh, we all agree with that? Can yes. we all agree that many of us didn't have the loving father or mother and, and uh, church figures that really model the thing that we so much crave and we offer to our kids the best way we know how? So here's my invitation. Be the evidence. Love them. That the best of your abilities, the way you would like to be loved. Journal is a huge practice to understand your needs. If you don't know how to articulate your needs, how do you expect your mom, your sister, your neighbor, your kids, your husband to know? I mean, I know this is cookie cut. It's being said it a million times, but, but it's so Kenya, true. It's that dialogue again that comes back that I don't want to be a burden to anybody. Oh, goodness. If Don't get me started with myself. that. Okay. So now we're back to unworthiness. <laughs> oh, a, now, yes. we're, now we're back to unworthiness because this thing about I want to be a burden to anybody is that so you don't deserve, mm. you don't deserve to have a water, a glass of water for your soul. Are you freaking kidding me? And if you are a Christian, I'm going to give you a slap with my wood spoon because you say... <laughs> Literally, like you say that you follow Jesus to die in the cross to give you an abundant life. Keyword, abundant. Not a meh, mediocre, kind of okay, survival, lack to the best, poor to the bones. That is not it. Right. So rise up in worthiness just because you say you are daughter of the king. If you're going to go that round, stop playing religion. You're not gaining anything. You're torturing yourself and everybody around you because it doesn't match. And so and as how. we approach, yes, as we approach, right, the holidays and, and Christmas and the whole meaning mm -hmm. of Christmas, 
be present with that love. And 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 yeah. and to speak to that about family dialogue, a lot of times we feel like gifts are going to smooth things over. Oof. And that's one of the things I tell men. You upset her, don't go to Walmart, don't go where and get some flowers for her. She's not wanting that. She wants a sincere apology and held in your arms to let her know things are going to be okay going forward, knowing that you hurt her. Yeah. Flowers are just they don't do that well. I I and, I don't want to disagree with you, but I am okay. going to disagree. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Gary Chapman, five love languages. Yes. There if you go. her top love language is gifts, that would open the door. Okay, I stand corrected. But if her <laughs> top love language is words of affirmation or quality time, that flowers mean nothing. Correct. That diamond necklace means nothing. What she wants an eye to eye, I see you. I'm sorry. I love you. So, so it goes the gift, back to communication. It goes back to communication and knowing each other's needs. Mm -hmm. Like what is their primary love language? Okay, I, I want to say something curious here that happened this week. I'm sorry, I have something in my nose. So my big boy, he's 13, and he spends a lot of time on baseball. And my husband takes him everywhere in baseball because that's just what they do. And Jeremy was a really great baseball player back in his days. He So he coaches you know, Luca through it. Well, I realized that we have been growing apart, Luca and I. So mm. we went for a really long walk where I got to connect with him and I asked about, hey, how's life? What's going on? And I realized that um, I need to get to know more of baseball because it is his world. Like truly mm. he's getting ready to, He's. it's like he's preparing himself in his mindset to become a professional ball player. Well, it dawned on me. It was like, I wonder what is Lucas' love language. So I got him to take a kid's test. Yes. And I kid you not, Steve, he was the opposite of me. Mm. So when I go express love towards him and I hug him and I give him a hard hug, good morning, son, I love you. It actually means nothing to him. Quality right. time is the first one. Words of affirmation is the second one. So maybe if you're communicating, you're giving to each other, to your aunt, to your kids, to your mom, how you would like to be treated, but it's really not how it lands for them. You're just scratching the, the surface of how the family, how you can deepen their relationship in a family dynamic level if you knew what's most important for them. And that goes back into the how we ended the podcast about the two keys. Are we expecting or accepting? And a lot of times there's that wound of frequency that comes, creeps in that yes. they're rejecting. And it's not really that they're rejecting. It's uncomfortable because it's not the language that they need. Yeah. And so in family communications, understanding where this other person is located in their own frequency. And sometimes if you allow that safe place, they may change their frequency. Yes. And it's just a allowance of being, allowing, to me, life is like spandex. 
as you get bigger, it goes bigger. You grow smaller, it conforms to you. And so when you think about that, I love that analogy. That's great. Have have an ebb and flow, right? Mm -hmm. And so communication is going to be the same thing with our families. Just because, you know, somebody acted a certain way last holiday doesn't mean they're going to be the same way the next holiday. Mm -hmm. And if they are, you don't have to be the same. You don't have to mm. react the same way. Like you have no control of other people's reactions and feelings, but how you react and how you... you. Here's a thousand dollar, million dollar question for you. Okay, let's go. How do we know that how we perceive things is an accurate vision of our internal dialogue as reality? Do we have to know? Or do we 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 get to intend to hold the intention of what you what you want to see, what you are creating? Because many times I don't know, and quite honestly, I don't want to attach meaning to everything. Mm. I want to allow the experience to be the experience and the moment to be the moment. And you know, I as as you know, I'm a coach. My husband is a coach. I don't want to feel like I'm being evaluated every time I'm talking, and right. he's reflecting back to me as if we're in a session. You know, <laughs> you just want to be. So I I offer that lightness to life. At least it's my intention. My intention is to experience life and everyone in it the best way possible. And spreading seeds of love, joy, and happiness, and and possibility, and playfulness, mm -hmm. and curiosity, and and knowing that here's my knowing. My knowing is that if I do that, and it lands in good soil, which it means anyone that has an open heart, it will add a token of love and enjoy and bliss and all the fruits of the spirits to to the higher consciousness of everyone of the you world know, i liked what you shared with uh, the fruits of the spirit and, and for those who who are not uh, faith-based fruits of the spirit is how do we progress in who we are yes it starts off with kindness self-control patience and then it continues to grow but love is the last only because love becomes an emotional maturity that becomes harder to love yeah. because you're giving up sacrifices and, and things of that nature. It's easy to be kind to someone. It's harder to love someone. And how do we know um, where we are in life if we don't test ourselves to see where we are? Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is when, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm celebrating almost going on five years of being cancer free and I'll, I'll have a checkup. Congratulations, next, uh, Steve. Yeah. I'll, I'll be going here uh, soon for a CT scan and mm. uh, it's my yearly one. And if nothing shows, then it's not coming back period. So mm. that's that big hurdle for me and it's not coming back. I'll speak that's that out wonderful. loud right now. Mm -hmm. and, and here's where I went because when I had chemotherapy, I was working at an inpatient hospital when I was going through chemotherapy. <laughs> A lot of people shave their head. I'm like, yeah. what causes them to shave their head? You know what? I didn't. I just allowed my hair. Was it shocking? It was shocking. But I allowed myself to feel that emotion of, oh my gosh, I'm losing my hair, which I already knew I would. 
and it turned my hair to white. And it was, uh, it was, I pushed myself to go to work every day. I did not miss a day of work when I had chemotherapy and it was hard by the third week. It was kicking my butt, but now you see me and my hair is uh, grown back in. It's uh, got that dirty dishwater blonde. It still has my wavy curliness in it. I just had a haircut, so you don't see my wavy curly. I look like Einstein today when the wind blew. But what I'm saying is a lot of times we don't push ourselves to challenge experiences. That's right. To know our strengths and weaknesses. That's right. Just like when I went on a cruise by myself, it pushed me to a limit to know who am I so that I have a better understanding so that when I do therapy, I understand those better who are going through cancer because I did. If we can allow ourselves to feel the emotion, if we can allow ourselves to feel feelings and not look at it as disparity, how much could it be that our mindset becomes stronger our light becomes brighter. brighter. And when we have family dialogue, when we have internal dialogue, when we're dealing with our spouse dialogue, when we're dealing with our kids, I've seen now how much I'm not uh, as judgmental as I was 30, 40 years ago. So what I hear you saying is a thermometer. There you it's go. It's a thermometer. Yes. Because if you... If you're always evolving, which we are, at least that's my prayer, right? Mm -hmm. I want to be evolving and learning and showing up differently and wiser and, and brighter and kinder. But to me first, it will show in my relationship, especially in my primary relationship, mm -hmm. my relationship with my spouse and my kids. Because let's be honest, it's it's really easy to be kind to Steve. We just come here and we... We spread joy to the world. We, we talk about our practices. We talk about mm -hmm. our, our love for all things great. But every day with someone, come on now. They can absolutely <laughs> reflect all your colors. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. That is when the thermometer. And when something doesn't feel right because of the thermometer, right? It's it's being able to look behind that person and, and saying, okay, they're not mad at me. They're just mm -hmm. mad at something. Yeah, and not take curious. it personal. There, you, there go. you go. To not take it personal. Because you right. see, not everything is reflection. Yes and no. It's There's a fine line. Yes, it is reflection. But that person has her things too. He, he has his things too. He has his veil, his lenses that he's seeing the world his internal dialogue that he's seeing the world if you know your mother just spent 20 hours on a fly instead of six and it got delayed 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 when you go to pick her up she's probably in a different mood than if she was well rested with a straight right. flight so to wrap this up in a nice little bowl tie to kind of finish this out we got about two three minutes left when we think about family communication family dialogue and, and things of that nature here we come for the holidays yes what do you do kenya somebody talks about something in the past 
and it opens this can of worms. Mm -hmm. What do you do as an individual sitting there? Do you engage, not engage? Do you become defensive? Do you shut mm -hmm. down? What happens in family communication when that can of worms is open? What's a good, healthy way of handling that? For me, the best way to handle anything, a subject that I don't want to engage because there's nothing there to stir, is to know that I am a generator. Like literally, I want everyone to take full responsibility to be in leadership you are a generator. What are you generating? Are you generating connection, mm. love, playfulness? Or you're generating the opposite, talking about the past, who hurt who, who cheated who, who did this, who did that. Literally, if somebody's in the table and say, well, I'm so glad so-and-so is not here because, you know, he's always da-da-da-da-da-da. I flat out ignore mm -hmm. past the mashed potato. I did not hear. I did not engage. Whatever you put your attention on gets bigger. And if the person insists, I will put eye contact on it and say, you know what? Today is all about connection. Today is all about the family that's here. Today is about gathering in love. Today is all about eating and save some space for pie. Today is all about celebration. Mm. Call it out. Maybe they need a mirror. So my first lean-in, inkling, is to not engage at all. I, gi I give zero energy to the thought. I give zero energy to the invitation because what those connections are, uh, not connection, um, what, what this verbiage is, is an invitation for either an argument or a low-calibrated conversation. It's just an invitation. Right. Are you accepting the invitation? Are you denying the invitation? No, thank you. No, thank you. And Kenya, you know, it's it's uh, always a pleasure that we can bounce things off of each other. And, you know, I learn from you every time we talk. And such a blessing. And to our listeners, thank continue you. listening and, and stay tuned because we want the world to be a better you. Yes. It doesn't mean that you're not anything. It's just... I want to be better than what I was a second mm. ago in a healthier way. And so I next just, time. Yes. Go ahead. I just, I just want to love on you that's listening today and just know that if you say so, you are the leader of your family. You are the one that rises up and clean up the lineage. You are the one that take control and decide to resonate love and connection and beauty and reset the tone for the next generation. That is my prayer for the holidays. Because if you don't... Because if you don't, to... it will continue to be the same thing. Right. Just look right. at the past. Until next time. Till next time. Love you. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, be safe and be kind. <laughs>